Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail. As the sun sets behind us here at Lords on day two of England and South Africa, this is the Final Word Daily with Adam Collins and Daniel Norcross for the Advanced Hair Studios, the world leaders in hair restoration. Daniel, as is the custom on this show, tell us all about it in 30 seconds. England could only had 49 runs in uh, 12, 13, 15 overs. I can't remember this morning. Uh, Ollie Pope top score with 73. But Kahiso Rabada is on the honours board, taking Fife uh, along with Anrik Norkia. They uh, restricted it into just 165. England couldn't make early breakthroughs. Those nuggety left-handed openers, Irvia and Elgar, thwarted them despite the ball darting around all over the place. But they did chip away here and there. Took seven wickets, sometimes in very eccentric fashion, to some extraordinary fields, more of which you will find out later. But they have a deficit of 120. South Africa are very well on top. Yeah, one, two, four to be precise. I can see on the scoreboard, helpfully to our right, mm. 289 for seven at the close of play. Jansen still there on 41, not out. Hit a six late in the day off Ben Stokes to keep the momentum going. From my vantage point, it looked like South Africa were actually trying to put the foot down at different points today. A, a brisk partnership of 72 between Janssen and Maharaj late in the day helped with that. But for whatever reason, they just couldn't break, break the shackles. No, it was a very strange kind of day because England really allowed them to get away at over three and over because of the fields that they set. Now, when I say allowed, uh, England decided to take the positive option at all times. Yeah. So at one stage, 148 for two South Africa, a deficit of 17. I would, you, there isn't a single test side in the world uh, uh, of all time that would have continued with five slips <laughs> at that point. That was when they went to five slips, wasn't it? Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah they, went, a... they went to it the closer South Africa got to England's yeah. total. Uh, and that is, you know, if you want to understand what the new regime, what Ben Stokes' captaincy is all about, watch them in the field today because they were under the pump, frankly, but they were not bowling dry. They did not bowl to two slips in a ring field. They did not have a deep third. They didn't have a deep point out immediately when Jack Leach came on. All of those things that we've become used to seeing England do, and in fact all test sides do around the world, none of that was there. It was attack, attack, attack. And actually they were a little bit unlucky. On another day, a lot of balls flew past the outside edge. The openers got squared up quite a few times. And I think Stokes was just thinking, one of these is going to go to slip. And I'm going to be really annoyed if I haven't got a fourth slip oh no make that a fifth <laughs> there to take the catch but the result was that without ever really finding any fluency uh, Sri Lanka's top order were they able to keep ticking over because there were gaps in the field everywhere yeah a comment that you made in our preview came back at one point to me today where you said baseball means different things to different people and look maybe when they're in the field we're seeing another version of this where they feel as though being dry doesn't count even late in the day when yeah. uh, they, they did pick up I think it was the fifth wicket to fall um, 
Out goes the field immediately. I mean, it was an unusual day to observe from afar. It was extraordinary, actually, because um, they kept pretty conventional fields for longer. So the ball that they're using is definitely a different batch of balls. Yeah. It's definitely a better ball. So they weren't just sort of going, oh, at 40 overs, we're just going to go into the bumper strategy. But So they kept the five slip strategy going for longer. But you would look up on commentary and go, Oh, crikey, I've got to describe this field because it looks like someone's thrown up on the outfield. <laughs> it was just scattergun madness. stops at one point. Yeah, well, I mean, it would take me a whole ball and a half to describe the field because yeah. you had a short, long leg and a long, short leg. You had all these kinds of things going on. It was, there was no uh, want of invention. What there was was full-throated attack the whole time. But today, South Africa undoubtedly got the better of England. And that came after an opening stand of 85. So you're right. So South Africa broadly do the job this morning, taking the remaining four wickets, conceding 49 runs. Rabada, just the 12th South African to go on the honours board here at Lords, taking five for 52. But then especially Elgar looked to be um, looked to be enterprising in the way he played. We think of Elgar as a relatively dour customer. Nuggety. But driving down the ground uh, with panache, with style, especially against Broad. He did do that a bit, didn't he? Uh, I, I suppose it was a bit of a surprise, but he was encouraged to by the fields that were there. Mm. And I think what was disappointing for Stokes was that having set these fields and then encouraged Elgar to play these shots, he didn't quite get the edges. Yeah. And in part, that was, I think, a little bit of rustiness for England's bowlers. There's right. a lot of talk about the schedule in England. And there has <laughs> is been, that? Yes, apparently. Right. Okay. It's, it's incredibly boring, <laughs> isn't it? But it's, uh, I'm afraid it's worth noting that Matthew Potts, when he played his first Test match at this ground, uh, on June the 2nd yep. and we all wondered what's he, what's he really like he'd come off the back of five or six county championship matches yeah, and right. he was yep. grooved and he was much better than I think a lot of people were expecting when he came on today and he did uh, uh, Andrew uh, sorry um, Alistair Cook said he was thinking of a new podcast called Jaffers and Junk <laughs> because Potts did bowl like Jaffers and some junk Ooh. and part of that was just the rustiness of having played one Red Bull game and two hundred matches, which is no preparation since the middle of July. And you know, we're in the middle of well, it was early July, and now in the middle of August. Yeah, and I think that perhaps the, the real measure there is that Potts, when we saw him bowl at Headingley a couple of months ago, there was that innings where he bowled like nineteen maidens out of thirty odd overs. Yeah. It took him until he's. 14th today? 15th, I think. 15th over before, before he bowled a maiden, exactly. Which is very unlike him from what we've seen. And, you know, and I have some sympathy with the players for this because bowlers do need to bowl and get grooved. Now, Anderson was his same parsimonious self, yep. you know, six overs for six runs. Uh, when he did go for some runs to go like two and a bit and over, it was because he was bowling with four slips and nobody in front of the square on the offside. Uh, and he was also getting a little bit tired towards the end of the day. But he's a guy who, who grooves himself and is grooved. Whereas Potts is a guy who clearly needs to play some cricket. We saw it actually, exactly the same pattern last year, where with Rory Burns, with batters. It, it works just as well with batters as well as bowlers. Rory Burns came off the back of six half centuries, the beginning of last season, and looked in great nick against New Zealand, you'll recall. And then when England played India, Later on, there'd been no county championship cricket. He was all at sea. Yeah. And this is, a, I think, a structural problem. The, the England side you will see playing in June, it's packed with Red Bull players, played a lot of county championship cricket, then they don't get any, and then they turn up a bit rusty. And so Stokes is employing the same plans, doing the same things with players who aren't quite in the same groove. Yeah, because they did play four test matches in four weeks on the back of that long yeah. run in with county cricket. That'll be something they have to consider, noting, of course, that there'll be no test cricket in August for the foreseeable future. So they won't be up against this precise challenge. But no. it'll be similar to this in July when they play 
Australia next year, wow. albeit a series that starts in June. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's a bit of swings and roundabouts, isn't it? It is a little bit. I think actually it'll work more in England's favour next year because yeah, they'll have they? had that county championship build up. Then they've got a, a, a test against Ireland and then they'll play Australia in five tests that are being sort of shoehorned into about six, seven Maybe weeks. Maybe they should they? play a test against Ireland every year. Yeah. Maybe they should I use that as a build-up. Well, and Afghanistan. I'd like to play Afghanistan. No, absolutely. But given the proximity, you know, getting Ireland over, over here or going easy, to Malahide, yeah. it would just be like, you know. Yeah, make it a regular, like, year, year-long thing. Yeah, yeah. We stumbled upon something here. I think we have. Better than a warm-up game. Better than an intra-club Where's warm-up Warren game. Where's Warren Jutram? Or... <laughs> Warren. <laughs> I'm sure Warren would agree. I'm sure Warren <laughs> yeah. listens. Uh, we won't need to convince him. It'll be the no. ECB and others. And, of course, they can slot test matches into the FTP after the fact. That's something else that we know from mm. scheduling in the past. Uh, Aidan Markram fell just after tea to Jack Leach. Wanted to talk about him. Started well, bowled from the nursery end. Isn't always the case with Leach here at Lords. Often he bowls kind of counter-cyclically from the pavilion end where the ball wouldn't necessarily get the advantage of the slope, mm. but did go with it here and um, found a healthy outside edge. Nicely taken by folks to remove the dangerous Markham. And Leach did bowl a second spell from the pavilion end before the close of play, but yeah, he looks to have flicked the switch. Uh, well, it was when he took 10 wickets in a test match, I suppose. But at the moment, <laughs> yeah, it will help, of course, with his confidence. And he did a lovely interview with Felix White last week as well, where he talked to a feeling as though his ceiling is higher than he might have thought it was himself. And he's been convinced of that by the coach, Brendan McCullum, by the captain, Ben Stokes. It's not just sort of, uh, it's not just words. That no. they, they have truly instilled some belief in this guy. Well, I tell you, you saw it in his batting actually as well, because today, 15 off 17 yep. balls. This isn't the Jack Leach of one off 28 or whatever it was sure. at Headingley. <laughs> uh, we saw it earlier in the season when he played a lofted drive over mid off in one test match, a beautiful shot. And actually, I, I think uh, there's a very strong case that he should be batting at eight and Broad needs to come down the order because, you know, Broad's still doing what Broad does. His dismissal was rather funny. I might come to that later. Uh, but with his bowling, he bowled a little bit slower. I was on air with Phil Tufnell a fair bit today, and he noted that. And when he goes a little bit slower, then obviously he gets the chance for the ball to bite and turn. Um, John Norman of TalkSport made an interesting point to me. He said that actually um, getting, getting the wicket of Keegan Peterson earlier when Jack Leach was about to bowl might have not helped England because once Peterson was out Leach was warming up ready to bowl and actually right. they delayed bringing him on we didn't bowl till the 42nd over I think that's right yeah. and had he come on a bit earlier then he might have might have got through with that harder ball might have picked up a couple more wickets early on because he did turn it a lot when he first started he lost a bit of the turn later I wondered if that was just the ball getting a little bit softer and, and also had he bowled earlier in all probability they would have got a Got used to the second new ball tonight with the extra yeah. half an hour, and yeah, because they're, they're three, they're three away, and because yeah. they're what they fell six, seven short today. Seven, I think it was six, uh, six in the end. Yeah, six yeah. in the end. Stuart yeah. Broad finishes the day with one for sixty-six from his seventeen. That included his one hundredth wicket uh, here at Lords. That was in about his fourth spell. Uh, there was some criticism during the rounds early on about how he bowled with the new ball, but certainly his second spell he was more potent. He he bowled some really good deliveries, but um, it feels like at the moment there's always one bowler in a quartet who the pressure is on. And with Ollie Robinson sitting up there in the dressing room as a member of the squad, uh, he's going to have to keep bowling well to keep his spot in the team. It's as simple as that. And that's always the case, mm. but perhaps more acutely now than it would have been a couple of years ago. Yes, I mean, he's been slightly assisted by the way Potts looked a bit rusty today. And Quite possibly, So you yeah. can also see that uh, because nobody nobody likes to drop anybody in this England outfit. Because it's it's almost like it's the worst thing you can possibly do. It's like, you know, hanging someone's grandmother. Um, so... Uh, well, they might be able to, I say hide behind, they're not really a hiding behind kind of group, actually. They're very in your face and, and they do what they want to do, but there are back-to-back -back test matches here. Yeah. And Old Trafford, you could see them saying, right, we're going to rotate. 
because back to back and then only a, a week off before the last test. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if one of Potts and Broad makes way for Robinson, who's making his way back from injury and is looking actually a lot fitter. He's, he's looking trimmer and... Uh, dual threat too, Robinson. So, sorry, yeah. but one of our listeners saw him bowling, who was here today, bowling off breaks throughout the course of Ooh. the lunch break. I know he bowled off spin at Adelaide with the, um, did, the speed yes. dealer sunglasses on during the Ashes last year. He's not quite going to full Tony Gregg yet, but... No, you know, there's no. time if he's good enough. But I can see, I can see him coming in. But you're right, there's a little, there is a bit of pressure on Broad. But you know, when Broad feels the pressure, he normally comes back with a kind of screw yeah. you kind of spell. Uh, he may struggle to get one in this test because South Africa being 120 ahead, it's going to require England to bat very well in the second innings to give Broad the runs to bowl with there. But like Still I say, three on the know, shelf here, though. Yeah, and, and that's one other thing to point out because I have focused a fair bit on England seamers not having a lot of cricket. We've got to give some raps to the South Africans Absolutely, because that yeah. four-pronged pace attack, it's beautiful to watch, but really it covers every base. They've had one warm-up game and most of them didn't play in it, the bowlers. I don't think Nokia played in it. Rabada didn't play in it. Janssen did, but I don't think Ngidi did. Right. And, and Ngidi only bowled five overs, incidentally, but the other three played really important parts in, in that bowling lineup, and they were on it from ball one, and especially Rabada. I mean, he did not bowl a bad ball. Nokia will bowl uh, balls that you can hit for four, uh, but he also bowled at 94 miles an hour. Rabada was remorseless. I can't really think of a of a poor ball, let alone a poor over. Yeah, and oh, 19 overs, you know, out of 45. Absolutely, and, and look, and we does, thought he was injured. It, it does feel <laughs> as though we've we've got a South African team that's that's regenerating. We spoke about this in our preview, but mm. they've got you know. New players coming in. We've already talked about Dean Elgar, but an 85-run opening stand. Irvia. Mm. Um, Irvia looks a player. He, he played five years of county, uh, not county championship, um, uh, Surrey championship cricket. Don't know who it was for, but he played in the championship. Uh, he's best mates with Jason Roy. He's 32 years of age. Pretty organised, knows how to play mm. in England. Good selection. Late developer. Yeah. Left-handed late developer. Michael Hussey, anyone? Yeah. I wonder. He's gritty. He's well com He's compact. Uh, he rode his luck a bit. You've got to ride your luck at Lords on it because don't make no mistake. This pitch is offering. It's offered not just for the spinners. It's offers for the seamers. There's regular jag. There's been a fair bit of swing because the conditions have really uh, supported it. So it was a big test facing Anderson, Broad, Potts, and, and Stokes on this, and he passed it. How about Big Marco? He's a cricketer, isn't he? Is he? I mean, he's six Ooh. foot eight. He, uh, I was talking you to... Love Marco, I, don't you love Marco, I'm quite fond of him. I spoke <laughs> Derek Pringle about him earlier today. He said, people are getting it wrong with him. They, they think he might be Bruce Reid because of his height, understandably, yeah. left arm quick. But his action's more fluent like Brendan Julian. And I quite I quite like that comparison. He, mm. He's not as slingy as Julian. He's higher up, but he'll probably um, be more compact as he becomes more experienced. But six eight, swings at plenty. Uh, and... Back into the right-handed. Back into the right-handed. He's bowled the ball of the match. Absolutely. And possibly the most crucial ball in the match because it's getting out Joe Root. And we know how important Joe Root is. You know, if Joe Root had stayed in with Ollie Pope, and let's face it, Ollie Pope made a very well-compiled 73, there's every chance England yesterday are 130 for two sure. today, not 116 for six. So, I mean, that ball was a, it was a ripper and it was very vital in the context of the game. And a legit option with the bat as well. I mentioned off the top that he's yeah. 41, not out overnight. He's only he was, he was 10 or 40. Right. And then toward, at the close, he hit uh, 24 in the next 10 balls. Yeah, he's 41 from 57 rocks. He hit 16 from a Stokes over, including a big six over backwards mm. square leg. That stand of 72 with Keshav Maharaj, who didn't bowl, by the way, but again, that, that's when they set the field back, actually. It was when Maharaj joined yeah. uh, Janssen. Uh, Immediately, after, yeah. having, after having nicked off Verena in the channel, in the channel yeah. 
So it was like it was like body life, wasn't it? Harold. <laughs> and then, but one of the most extraordinary things about it is Adam that when he did the Harold, they all moved into these completely unconventional positions, but they knew exactly where they were going. It yeah. wasn't like Stokes going, no, no, bit more here, bit more there. It's like they have prepared. This is a plan that they absolutely have done time and time again. So, and I kid you not, there was a short long leg, a long fine leg, deep backward square, three mid wickets making a kind of isosceles triangle of mid-wickets. There was a uh, second slip on the boundary, and there was a, a point. The, the point was the only person who was even vaguely in front of square, and it was poor old James Anderson, and twice he had to go and fetch the ball because it didn't quite reach the Warner stand. Because the other thing that Marco Janssen and Maharaj did is this wasn't just flailing. When Stokes set this field, they went, oh, just give it a take it's basically offside exactly push yeah there was not a whack it was push and you know it rolled up towards the boundary didn't quite get there it was great stuff it, it feels like they've uh it, it, there's data that does the rounds you often see in crickets i think where if you bowl short the tail enders and get it right it works like that is to say um short bowling that's accurate that the average is better than bowling at the stumps, which is counterintuitive in a way because yeah. you would imagine just aiming at the stumps at tail enders is better. But yeah. um, and that must be what underpins this: that on balance, if they get their short bowling right to the lower order, they should be able to clear out the tail quicker. The problem is they don't have anyone running in at 90 mile an hour right now. They don't yes. have Enric Nokia. They don't have Akisa Rabada. They don't have well from their stocks, Mark Wood, Joffrey yeah. Archer, well, you Oliver Stone. Anderson didn't do it, did he? No, that's so true. He, he was like the sort of the Gubby Allen in this no. situation. <laughs> Um, that's the only time I'll ever compare the great James Anderson with a quizzling traitor, Gubby Allen. I can tell you that for now. But uh, but he 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 was a refusenik. So when you've got this crazy field at one end, then Anderson, you look up, ah, oh, three slips, gully, <laughs> extra mid off. That's nice and familiar. I like that. Uh, yeah. All right, Daniel. That's the day of play. Let's turn our attention to the final word, Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame for the final word, the most final word moment of the day for the Advanced Hair Studio, the world leaders in hair restoration, advancedhairstudio.com forward slash final word. A million people across 30 years have used their most useful service. 15% uh, off if you go to that website, advancedhair.com forward slash final word. 100% guarantee. If you're thinking about doing it, get in now. Advanced Hair Studio are with us throughout this series and this is the time to jump on, get your consultation, get your discount. I mean, I know you're doing a good job here of hiding your your hair today. You want to look? I feel a bit bad at. Well, well, let's do that. You're underdressed, mate. You're I am underdressed. underdressed. I mean, this today is, of course, Ruth oh, Strauss. Red, red for Ruth. If you're wondering why I've dressed like this, it's it's not it's not an aesthetic choice. No, it's not often no. I put a hat on when I know I've got to get my beautiful hair out later <laughs> later in the evening, which will be when we finish this. But um, red for Ruth Day, of course, I forgot, which is something I've managed to achieve at um, Pink Day at the SCG a number of times. You're as a well. serial forgetter. I, I'm not yep. doing it on purpose. I'm just. Haven't remembered, but um, you have. You look wonderful. Yeah. In, you know, got red, red, stripes, red, red shoes, red shirt, red, red trousers. Uh, so that was a big part of today here at Lords, uh, as they have for now the fourth year, having red for Ruth Day. It meant I couldn't see the ball every time it went up in the air. You tried commentating <laughs> a red ball against the background of everyone wearing red. It's not well, easy. Well, early on today there was that uh, comical drop catch, wasn't there? At first slip. Yes. Inside the first. Yes, too much red. Too much red. That must have been it. Too much so red. Four efforts. It was like yeah. Mark Taylor of Michael Bevan years ago, but couldn't quite uh, get oh, the ball back juggle, into juggle. his mitt. Uh, that, that was, uh, well, it wasn't when Stuart Broad was facing, but Broad's batting uh, was amusing, to say the least. Batting at eight and drew some criticism. Mark Butcher on telly was just laughing the whole way through yes. whenever Stuart tried to leave the ball, which was infrequently. <laughs> um, I suppose with Broad, they've made their mind up that it works for them. They're happy to have him at eight. They'll, they'll roll with it while they're rolling with it. Um, just on broad though, uh, I mentioned before, only the 
the second man to take 100 wickets at Lords. Of course, Anderson is the other. Uh, you pointed out to me before that only two other bowlers have done that mm. at a venue ever. That's correct. Matara Muraleran, of course, has done it in three because he's taken 800 wickets and uh, pitches in Sri Lanka were understandably prepared for him. Yep. And uh, the man he kept out of the side for many, many years, uh, one of the most underrated left-arm spinners in the history of the game, Rangana Harath. Harath, so good, they named him twice. <laughs> well, he, they both did it at Gaul where we were doing uh, final with Daly just a couple of weeks ago. And I think Murali's others were at maybe two of the Colombo grounds. He played maybe. his cricket, maybe mm. possibly the old ground they had at County, something like that. But yes, so Broad joins that select club uh, and he's now has 100 out of his 553 wickets broader at this ground. Yeah, uh, he and Anderson. I mean, Anderson, 117 wickets here, I think. Broad, 100. They get to play twice a year here, That's uh, that, which, which does help a fair bit. But it's an incredible... It's an incredible thing, isn't it? I mean, I remember when I was a kid growing up, if you got 100 test wickets, then you were sort of in the pantheon for, uh, for your country. You know, Wisden used to have everybody who got 75 wickets or more for their country. Mm. Broad's got 100 uh, lords. Yeah. It's kind of silly. It's, it's about his longevity. It's marvellous. But he's my Hall of Fame candidate today because um, it was just hilarious watching him. No, don't, don't bother batting with Ollie Pope at the other end. Swing, swing at everything. Um, run away to leg as usual. But it was the manner of his dismissal. So Rabada, <laughs> very clever. Bowls like a 70 mile per hour slower ball. Broad's not at the same postcode and just reaches for it and just gently pushes it to a very unconventional position. I mean, Elgar was at a sort of short point, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. He wasn't gully, he was like short point. Yeah. Knew it was it coming, was, maybe. He knew it was coming, I yeah. guess. It was really, it was really clever stuff, but it was it was like, you know, Stuart needs to get out off the bouncer, which he is he's caught in the boundary with, or the searing Yorker, but not the floaty slower ball. So it was sort yeah. of it was just isn't cricket marvellous. Got a moment. <laughs> Let's enjoy it while we can. He's got Glenn mm. McGrath next, by the way, uh, Broad. I think he's on. Well, he's on five five three. McGrath took five, five six, six three. one. I five, think six. five six five six three five six one. Something like that. Yeah, so he's going so far away. So in this series, you could overtake Glenn McGrath as Anderson did at the Oval against India back in 2018. I can see we've been going for more than 20 minutes, which is oh, our cue to, go. to finish up and yeah. go to the pub. A hey. reminder again: advancedstudio.com forward slash final word. If you like what Daniel and I do, patreon.com forward slash the final word. Get involved with Nerd Pledge. We're making another version of Storytime. Jeff and I tomorrow, I'll be doing that from Lords. It'll be in your podcast feeds on Saturday. Can't stop, won't stop. This is the final word. Good night from Lords. Good night. So you know what I meant here. I had to go away.